Hello and welcome to Holistic Healers. For those who are new, welcome to the show. My name is Morgan Rutkowski. I am your host. For those who are returners, welcome back. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for following along. Thank you for subscribing every other week. Holistic Healers is a podcast I started. I speak to healers from across the country about how they help people, how they help their clients in their own healing journey and moving them just to their most authentic self. Um, I also actually speak to guests too, who have maybe gone through the healing process themselves and just want to talk about, you know, what they've learned, what they've experienced and how they can help people listening today. So I wanted to bring on the next guest who is a certified grief coach. She's also a health coach. She's a blogger. She's a podcaster. And she's also an author. Her book is called Creative Grieving, A Hip Chick's Path from Loss to Hope. She also has a workbook that goes along with that. It's called The Creative Grieving Workbook, A Companion's Guide and Journal. She has also dedicated her life to helping others experience healing and joy again after loss. Um, You know, she believes in this transformative power of the human journey and our sacred stories. Through sharing her own story, she hopes to light the way to find others, um, maybe in similar experiences, help them seek a, you know, a more healthy, heart-centered, fulfilling life, um, and just really get rid of that stuckness we can experience when dealing with grief and loss. So without further ado, I want to welcome Elizabeth Cotignani. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Why don't you start off by telling us a little about yourself and what brings you on the show today? Okay. Um, Well, as you said, I'm a certified creative grief coach. And um, I decided to go into this field because I experienced um, quite a bit of loss. Um, in my 20s. So I was was quite young. And um, I went through two losses back to back almost when it was um, 2008, I lost my son. And that was after a a very healthy nine month full term pregnancy. Um, And when I went into labor with him about 14 hours in, he became stuck and he ended up not making it. Uh, he died of a cord accident. Oh, no. um, so other than that, though, he was just this beautiful nine pound healthy boy. Um, so obviously that my world completely shattered. I, it was completely turned upside down. Um, I, I'd gone through losses prior, like losing my grandparents and, um, but this was the first really like in my immediate family and, um, just, I felt so helpless and I didn't know how, you know, how to cope with grief at that time, of course. So, um, while I was working through that process of trying to heal, um, I, I, I did get blessed with having a, a beautiful daughter the following year. And, um, my husband and I were, uh, you know, we were still working through the grief, both individually and together because it, you know, grief just doesn't ever really go away. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just something you work through. Um, and um, my husband at the time, he was a special forces soldier and he uh, was, he, he owed the military one final deployment overseas. So we, we knew for a while that this was coming. Um, he was due to be gone for about six months. And um, 
so when my when our daughter turned about six months old he he went over to Afghanistan and he was only over there for about six weeks when I received a call that he had been fatally wounded oh my god um I had to leave my daughter I was flown overseas to um the hospital there over in Germany they have a hospital for wounded soldiers there and I had to hold my husband's hand as he was um taken off life support so um again (laughs) my was completely just obliterated uh suddenly I was um a widowed mother and uh and it was it was a very very lonely isolating process especially given that I was so far from home and I did not have my support system with me so that was added trauma on top of that um so when I came back to the states I basically had to just start over completely and I thankfully was able to temporarily move in with family that was able to help me um especially trying to take care of a baby and being in that kind of grief was very, very overwhelming. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just the, another, it was just a huge, um, just, you know, world turned upside down experience. And I was like determined to figure out how am I going to do this and how am I going to get up and face life again and, and trust again, trust life. And, um, so yeah, so, uh, once I started on my grief journey and with, with all the support I received over the years, I just felt really called to want to share with people what I've learned. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm obviously an expert at grief now (laughs) with with these experiences. So it's, I just felt like, you know, how can I keep what I've learned to myself in this healing process? And, um, so yeah, it's become just a goal of mine to want to share tools and, and be, be a support to other people that, you know, are, especially if, if you're in the very early stages and it feels like you're just searching for any kind of hope that's out there. You know, I, I hope that my own journey can inspire someone to know that, that hope is possible and, um, and that it will eventually get better and that you you can, um, get through it with healing. I could not even imagine going through that much loss within just that short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, um, it's impossible. Like it was impossible to grieve them both at once. Like it really was. Cause it was just, you know, I still find today there's some things like around, um, like my son that I never got to fully process because Mm -hmm. I was suddenly trying to grieve my spouse. (laughs) So it was, um, hard to hold both of those things and not, it, it was just such a surreal experience. Did you have to like separate one grief from the other or did you ever have a chance to, you know, deal with both? Um, it's, it's been a gradual process of dealing with both. Um, like when, I, when my, you know, at least I, I had that year, um, like 20 months basically mm-hmm. after my son died to process that. So I, I was doing the work at that point. I was seeking support through support groups and counseling Um, so I at least had a little time with that, but, um, you know, a little over a year or almost two years really isn't that long in, in the grief world. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, so it was, it was definitely, um, 
like how how on earth do I do I honor them both and how do I grieve them both so yeah, yeah it's it's just been kind of a figuring it out as as I've gone you know through the years and um but yeah like each anniversary you know they each I I honor them each differently during their anniversaries and um try to just um yeah hold them both uh in in their own way in my in my heart did you ever want to deal with grief or help clients with grief before dealing with all this um yeah actually I I was on kind of on course on path (laughs) to become a counselor before all this even happened which is interesting um I had been going to grad school to do community counseling uh, when I was actually pregnant with my son. And then after I lost him, um, my husband ended up taking a new job and we ended up moving. And I was so distraught at that time that I, I just lost focus of what I wanted to do at that point. So I took a step back to, to do some healing and um, we were just trying to kind of start over. Mm-hmm. after that happened. So, um, I took a little breather from, from pursuing that path. And then once these, you know, once I had started traveling through both of these grief journeys, I just felt that calling come back and say, you know, like that, mm-hmm. I, I just, I really do want to be able to support people, um, with their grief and with their mental health, because grief is so normal and it's so we all have it and it's 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 not just and I think sometimes people think that grief they they attach it to death but it's Mm -hmm. it's so many things and it's so many different kinds of loss and I think that if we if we were open more about honoring that and letting allowing ourselves space to feel those things um, I think we'd be a lot healthier in the long run. Do you think there's anything in society or just in general that has contributed to like this norm that like we can't feel our feelings or we can't process grief? Well, I think, you know, we're always, I feel like society is very fast paced and we're in a culture that really rewards like people hustling and working and like, you know, it's just, it's about what, what can you produce, you know, what, you know, and it's not giving us the room and the space to really, um, process our feelings and emotions. Cause you know, people, you know, this is a work, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, till you drop kind of culture. And, um, it's, it's not conducive. I mean, there's, you know, some, some jobs where you, you're like literally given a few days or a couple weeks to like, to grieve, to leave and like have that. And that's just so inadequate and yeah. so non-supportive. It just blows my mind. I'm like, how do you expect someone to go back and function after that period of time? Yeah. Um, did you so, have work? Did you have work during that time when you lost your son or your husband? At that point, well, when I lost my son, I was in school. Um, and then when I lost my husband, um, I was currently staying at home with my daughter. So she was my she was my full-time job at that yeah. point. Um, so if I had had a job to turn up to at that point, I can't imagine how I would have done it. I really don't. Um, so I... I just feel so deeply for people that don't, you know, that have to, to show up in that way. If it's been, especially if it's just happened and your life has just been turned upside down. So, um, yeah, it's just, we're not our, we're, we're not set up to really support grievers. We're really not. Um, and a lot of people feel shame around their grief, I think, because of that, like I need to, I need to 
I have all these, I have all these responsibilities I need to attend to. So how dare I stop and think of myself and my own feelings? You know, I think I hear that a lot. And I know a lot of um, women that I've worked with that they kind of tried to bury their grief through staying busy and pouring themselves into their work. And then years and years later, they realize, okay, this is all still here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't dealt with this yet. (laughs) Um, So I always, I I always encourage people um, to get, to get counseling, coaching that is, that is with someone that knows how to help them with grief specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Because some counselors and therapists are not really well-trained in grief. So finding someone that has that kind of knowledge um, or finding a support group um, that you can, that you feel comfortable with. It might take a few tries. Not everyone finds a counselor or a support group that works for them right away. So I encourage you to try several if you need to. That's perfectly normal to do that. Um, But finding a support system outside of your immediate family is, is, can be very helpful because a lot of people don't know like how to help, (laughs) you know, they're, they don't know, they, they feel like they'll say the wrong thing Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, they can feel, um, nervous around someone who's grieving and feel inadequate. And so, um, you know, it's, it's best to just let someone know that you're there for them. Like, Hey, I don't know what to say this. Mm -hmm. I, I can't know how you feel, but I I'm here and I love you and I support you. Um, but yeah, like, I just think that seeing, finding a professional to help um, process it is, that was key for me anyway. in 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 getting back off my feet again. When I started my certification for grief training um, and coaching and whatnot, um, I learned that grief wasn't just about death, and I know you mentioned that. So I was wondering if you could speak a little more about how expansive grief actually is. Yeah, um, it's interesting because, like, even things you wouldn't even really associate with grief, like maybe even something that could be a positive, like say you're you move to another town or another state or neighborhood, like maybe you're moving for something positive, maybe you got a great new job or something, but there's there's still there's, there can be sadness and grief around leaving something that's familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's grief around any type of relationship loss, you know, whether it's a divorce or a separation or, um, you know, cause you again are grieving the loss of a relationship and something that, that was, that was in your heart. And, um, even like with, um, graduations, marriages, mm-hmm. um, you're always, cause you're, your circumstances that you've known are changing. And so there's a grief around that change in that normalcy that, you know, uh, and there's, and there's nothing wrong or strange about that. It's, it's, it's just, that's what it is. And so I think a lot of people don't take time to like, cause they're like, Oh, this, you know, I'm graduating. I should be happy. You know, I'm moving on to a new phase of life, but yet sometimes you don't let yourself have the room to honor what you're leaving behind mm-hmm. and the gifts that you might've had. And, um, job loss, you know, job, losing a job. That's <laughs> definitely yeah. in that, um, financial situations, um, financial shifts, whether it's positive or negative, that can be, that can involve mm-hmm. grief. Um, so it really does impact us on every level, like a health, any health issue. Um, there, you know, if you are struggling with a chronic illness, you know, mm-hmm. that it's a shift in life. It's a way you have to adjust and change. Um, 
And so it's, it's important to recognize so that you can really give it the attention it deserves mm -hmm. um, to know that, okay, if you, if you can realize, oh, this is grief, then you can actually address it mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. I, I think what drew me personally to grief when I first heard about, you know, the difference and, you know, how much more it encompasses, uh, because I had, I graduated from college and I was living in Colorado at the time. And uh, my partner right now, he's also in the military. And so one, that new shift in a lifestyle was a completely different thing I ever witnessed or experienced before, but also graduating, leaving family behind, going to a new state, starting a new job, you know, going through the process of starting grad school and yeah. doing all that stuff by yourself. It was so chaotic, but I had no idea, like, the emotions attached to it. And then once I did my training, I was like, wow, this was grief. And it still is grief. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You named a lot of those things. Yeah. Right I mean, that was a lot of grief right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You, yeah. And you went through the, or your husband was in the military. So I assume moving around and, you know, job shifts and yeah. stuff you experienced. Yeah. yeah. There was, there were always changes, like, him deploying and then coming mm -hmm. back and then moving and yeah like just those constant life changes can that can definitely bring up a lot of feelings of loss and community loss of familiarity loss of routine like mm -hmm. it, it's a lot to adjust to on a regular basis yeah is there like a specific population of clients that you see like is it military specific or is it anyone um it's really um I've primarily worked with women um, and a lot of them have been um, like, it's really any kind of loss. Um, the majority of the women I've worked with have, it's been the loss of a partner or, okay. um, or child loss. Those have been the most frequent. Um, but I've uh, had women that have gone through divorces say that they've found, you know, just um the grief process of it, as I've discussed it, they, they found my tools very helpful and um, like a lot of the things that I've named in my book helpful. So it's, it's nice to know. I mean, it's because grief really is so universal. It can really be applied to, to all types of loss. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm put, I put, I put the stuff out there for whoever it resonates with. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. You, you have a ton of tools um, or, you know, ways that you speak to clients, I guess. So I guess let's start with your book. Can you explain a little about it and what you talk about? Yeah. Um, so my book is really sharing uh, my story um, from the very, very early days of my losses. Um, and then it, it, it's a very hopeful journey because it really covers the different um, experiences that I went through. And so I, I wrote it, um, so I share like a piece of my story and then each section is broken down into like a different area of life, whether it's relationships or it's um, your, your personal health or, um, you know, just all the different life shifts and changes that can happen after when you're trying to rebuild after a loss. And I have um, letters to the reader in there. So it's almost like I'm sitting with you talking to a friend <laughs> and uh, giving just giving a little bit of wisdom and lending support and then um, I also included other women's voices in the book which I love um, a lot of the women that I've worked with um, have little nuggets of I call hip chick wisdom in there for for other grievers which is really helpful Ooh. and then the the back section of the book is all 
a bunch of resources and a lot of them are um, throughout the US, but some of them are worldwide available online. Um, and they're really holistically addressing mind, body, spirit uh, resources because um, obviously grief is a holistic experience. <laughs> we, we feel it on every level. Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised how much I felt it like in my body. And oh, okay. there's a lot of like, I almost equate it with like have the feeling of having like the flu, um, especially in those early days, just, um, you know, I talk about the importance of self-care and um, just, just a lot of practical and creative tips that, you know, that I know worked for me and that I've seen work for other people. And so I just kind of wanted to combine it all into one resource. And so that's, that's a lot of what's inside the book. That's awesome. That sounds great. For those who, you know, maybe it was a week ago that they lost, you know, their partner or, you know, whatever loss it is. Um, how do you walk them through that grief journey when they're just so, you know, focused on what happened or what's going on? Well, it's really about being very gentle with yourself in those mm -hmm. very early stages, because there's this vulnerability and fragility that you feel in that state. And um, really, it's just like sitting and listening can be one of the best things to do. And it sounds like simple, but it, mm -hmm. it really it's better than trying to give advice and say, you should do this or you should try that or like encouraging things. It's, it's like really just allowing them space to process what's just happened. Cause mm -hmm. there's, it's almost just like an out of body kind of experience sometimes. So um, allowing them to cry and just release is a huge thing. Um, and really just self-care in the, in the very, very beginning, like basic things like should not be overlooked as not like a big deal, like getting up and taking a shower, drinking water, um, you know, maybe even like reading some help, you know, some books or just, um, sleeping a lot, <laughs> just, just yeah. basic, um, remembering to try to eat healthy foods. Um, so yeah, it's really just about, just about being in it in that moment and allowing the feelings to come mm -hmm. which is, is very hard but um it's I I feel like it's very necessary to allow them that space is there a difference um between grief and depression because I feel like they can be kind of hand in hand sometimes and it sounds really mm -hmm. similar for some of those symptoms yeah they can be um very similar and so I definitely recommend um to go to an expert around that, like at mm -hmm. seeing a mental, like a psychiatrist or a doctor, if, if someone's feeling, cause, cause grief is definitely, there is grief on its own. And then depression is something separate. So yeah. it's something that like, I'm personally not trained to diagnose that. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't say this is one or the other, but I would recommend, um, cause, cause there are some people that do have both together and especially if it's been going on for a long time, and um, medication might come in handy at that point. And there shouldn't, you know, I always try to be an advocate for that as well. There shouldn't be shame around um, if you go on medication to help you through some, some really difficult periods of your life. It's not something to feel ashamed about. Mm -hmm. um, but that's definitely something for, um, you know, a, a licensed professional a psychiatrist, your medical doctor to mm -hmm. determine with you. Um, so I encourage people, like if they're, if they're unsure about is this grief or the other to go get that looked at and to, to have, and to be heard around those, mm -hmm. those worries and concerns. Okay. Yeah. 
So you have the book and then you had your workbook attached to it. So can you explain a little about that? Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to do the workbook for quite a while <laughs> and it, it was really just a way to allow people to go deeper with their own process, with their own um, thoughts around uh, the topics that I, that I bring up. So I, it, the the journal can actually be done on its own or it can be done with the book. So if, if you haven't read the book, it still stands well on its own. Um, but it allows the the griever to just really go deeper with, um, you know, ideas around how, you know, what is what does your support system look like right now? Like what feelings are coming up in this point in your journey? Um, how might you better... Um, reach reach out for help or you know just looking at all the different sides of the story or like how might you rewrite this this part of your journey if you could um you know it's it's a, it's a lot of self-reflection and um just looking deeper at how well you're taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself and like reminding you how normal this this process really is <laughs> and it's and um yeah so i just wanted to give people a little extra um support around around their journey with that so yeah so I'm really excited about about the journal because I love to write and it's always been a real good healing tool for me so I felt like I'd love to give people the space for that mm -hmm. and um because I know that's something that's that's assisted me throughout the years yeah I I definitely think you know that mindfulness when journaling and um just sometimes even daily prayer for some people I think both of those I think can uh, kind of ground you, bring you back to that present moment when grief is just, you know, kind of shoots you off to somewhere else. And then you start thinking of everything else <laughs> that's going yeah, exactly. on. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely brings you into the present and mm -hmm. um, in a gentle way and just, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then you also mentioned that you had a blog too. Yeah. So, um, so, oh, and I forgot, I should probably name my my book again <laughs> so the, the book the yeah. book is um creative grieving a hip chick's path from lost to hope and that's available um on it's in paperback it, it just got released in audio book version oh. as well um and on ebook and then the workbook um, is called the creative grieving workbook and that's currently available on apple ibooks cool. and also on bookbaby.com and it, that's an ebook um as well so uh, and then the blog is located at my website, which is hercreativewellness.com. And um, yeah, I just, um, I'm excited around that too. Like I, every couple of weeks, I send out a new post around some area of healing and grief and life after loss and holistic tools. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really fun outlet for me. And uh, I love, that's just another way I, I like to share new perspectives that come along or new ideas I've found or um yeah so it's it's been a really creative way to, <laughs> to share and I think what I love what you're doing because I think not only are you just getting it out and all the information out to more people but I think it takes the stigma away about grief because grief like you said it's you know maybe you get two weeks away from work or maybe you're a full-time mom and you know you don't get that off um, so I like all the information you're sharing. It's great. <laughs> oh, good. good. Yeah. I, I really hope to like, just help people feel more comfortable in, in wherever they're at, because it, it's, 
it's so different for everybody. It's so unique. And I, and I think sometimes we feel pressure like, oh, that person looks like they're doing so great. I need to like be where they're at, or, you know, it's, it's hard to not compare. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I, I just think that we all need to remember that just like everything's so unique and individual. So is the grief process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been a messy journey. Grief is just so messy, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be up and down and all over the place. And, um, but it's something, it's just interesting because we all go through it and yet it's, it's such an uncomfortable thing usually to talk about. So I'm hoping to open up dialogue around that and make it help make it easier to have conversations around it. Why do you think there's so much shame when it comes to grief? I just think that we, we all feel pressure to like, you know, show up a certain way mm -hmm. in our community and our personal lives and our society that like, um, you know, and it's hard to, I think with social media, even like just seeing yeah. other people's lives broadcast to you all the time. And you think everybody else always has it all together and has things <laughs> perfect, mm -hmm. which is totally not true. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that makes it a lot easier for people to be hard on themselves and be like, why can't I get this together? Why can't mm -hmm. I um, pick myself back up and just, you know, why does my life not look more perfect or look, you know, it's, it's, oh. it's so easy to just, um, to feel like we're doing it wrong, you know, feel like we're doing everything wrong. And, um, and so it's, it's sad when, you know, cause that's the last thing we should be doing to ourselves when we're grieving is like putting that extra pressure on ourselves to be like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not champion level grieving here. <laughs> I need to like speed it up or, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's sad, but like, I, I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we can unveil that, you know, the shame doesn't have to be there, um, that we should be more loving to ourselves, just like we would treat a friend, you know, just because mm -hmm. we wouldn't put that pressure on a friend or loved one, you know, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> to treat your friend, you treat yourself like your own best friend, and and oh. just be like, you know, I'm going through something really hard right now, and to acknowledge that, and to give yourself a little grace to to be in that space, because if you allow that, the healthier you'll be in the long run, rather than trying to stuff it down or avoid, and mm -hmm. which which can become easy to do, because <laughs> there's a lot of distractions out there. It can be easy to try to do that. Yeah. And like you said earlier too, like not have that specific timeline when you have to be better or, you know, you have to be done yeah. grieving or done being sad. Um, yeah. 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 Sometimes people are like, oh, it's been a year. Like, you know, what's, why haven't you like moved on or something? Get over it. <laughs> like, get over, like, that's one of my least favorite things is get over or, or move on. There's just, just it's, that is not helpful and it's not honoring the grief journey at all. And it's, you know, I say that's never even possible. You just, you learn how to integrate loss into your life and you figure out how to move forward mm -hmm. from it, but you never get over something like a loved one, you know, <laughs> they're always going to be in your heart. They're always going to be in your mind. And, um, so yeah, get, get, yeah, there's no way to just get over mm -hmm. a loss. What about like for people that, you know, maybe have accepted that their loved one um, is gone or you know maybe it's a breakup or something like that but they still deal with those memories or those expectations um, for the future they had with those people um, how do you how do you help clients with that or what do you tell them well um 
yeah, it can be hard to not, because you're also letting go. There's a lot of losses that go with the main loss. Like you're letting go of like the life that you dreamed of together. And Mm -hmm. um, so having to like recreate that um, and rebuild for yourself, um, you know, it's it's really just like one day at a time, because I think Mm -hmm. it can be easy to future trip and think like, oh, this was what my life was going to be. And, you know, I, this, this is what it could have been. And instead of all the would have, could haves, um, to be, to, and this, and this is where like working with a counselor or coach can be very helpful is, is learning to, to be in the present of, of what's happened and to take things slowly and one day at a time. And cause it, it's, it's a process to rebuild into something new. We can't know what that's going to look like down the road. Um, but to not place extra pressure around, you know, what, what could have been or what you wanted, um, but to allow it to evolve on its own. Cause I think as we heal gradually, that becomes more, less painful and our future can become more clear, but um, being gentle and taking it like literally just one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Not rushing it. Yeah. And then you also have your podcast. Tell us a little about what that's about and what your, yeah. you know, your message is. Yeah, so um, it's called Creating Space for Grief and Hope, and um, so it's it's a lot like what it sounds. It's it's, <laughs> it's having space for both and 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 holding both sides of life because uh, I, I and I like I always love to talk about how you know we have both grief and joy and they're allowed to coexist together. I think that's just so important for people because um, you know a lot of people can feel guilty around feeling joy again or feeling hopeful after they've been through a loss. And um, so we, we discuss, I, I, I'm on the show with my friend and colleague, Holly, nice. and she is an advanced grief recovery specialist. And so we have just a lot of conversations around different parts of the grief journey. Um, we have an episode coming up where we will be discussing myths about the stages of grief and also what to say or do and what not to say and do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, to help support those grieving. So um, we'll be providing just a lot of tools. We'll be um, having guests on at some point in the near future um, and just really addressing it in a holistic way and being just just really raw and real conversations Mm -hmm. around grief and healing and how to find hope again Uh, Mm because we really want to bring the hope side Uh, i see a lot of sometimes there's a lot of grief material out there that's just it really kind of you know stays in the dark (laughs) raw like (laughs) grief and it's not very hopeful and i'm like Mm -mm. i i think people need a little more hope you know so i really wanted to bring in you know we we have some laughter and you know we, we lighten things up a little bit sometimes and it's it's important to bring that you know so so it's not overly heavy because it is grief is so heavy in general. So, um, but yeah, we're really excited about, about getting our podcast started. So Yay. yeah, <laughs> so excited to listen um, to it. I, I really like the topic that you guys have coming up too. I think the stages of grief, a lot of people think mm-hmm. it's really systematic and it's like you go from one to the other and then you can't get to the other without going through the first one. And I don't yeah. think that's true at all. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions around, around the stages and who they actually are meant for. And like, you know, some people might have one that they experience, some might, someone might, might not experience a lot of them. <laughs> so that are, and there's, there's a lot more to it. So, so I'm, I'm excited to get more into that and, and yeah. talk more about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. I'm going to put my <laughs> notifications on for when it comes out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> How do you honor people that have passed or maybe not just people, but just, you know, old lifetimes or, you know, your expectations, old memories. How do you honor that? And how do you, you know, move from that? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can create rituals um, for yourself around, especially like if it is for a loved one, um, like during holidays or anniversaries or birthdays, um, like I have a lot of different tools for that in my book as well. But um you know sometimes it can be you like setting a place for them at the table like even if it's cool like having their energy (laughs) there and like welcoming them into the space and um it can be you know maybe having a display like I have a a widow friend of mine that keeps um pictures on display that are comforting for her um it can be um, I, I know a lot of people that have made like memory quilts or blankets or, you know, just, just ways to bring your loved one into your space and into your surroundings and, um, or like lighting a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, there's so many beautiful ways making, um, crafts or activities that, that honor them. There's just so many cool ways, mm-hmm. um, going out to nature and having conversations with your loved one, you know, it's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's just so many different ways and, and there's there's um, no wrong way to do it. It's just whatever like speaks to you. Um, but yeah, it's really about just finding like little comforts or maybe going out and having um, food at a special restaurant that meant something to you. Um, creating a favorite dish that your loved one loved. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of ways to really bring them into the future with you and just honor their memory in a beautiful way. And, um, and that can change all throughout the year. So, um, but yeah, that's just a few that I can yeah. come top of mind. <laughs> Has there been any that you mentioned in your book that have been helpful for you? Yeah. Um, so it, it was interesting when my son died, my sister, before she had gotten the news, she mm-hmm. saw this beautiful white owl outside of her window and um so i so to me the owl has come to represent my son and uh so i for a long time i'd like collect owl ornaments or things and 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 at one point i even had like a little display or kind of like an altar set up for him and i had like a little just just some little things that reminded me of him and then like a little owl ornament attached <laughs> to like Aww. a candle and, you know just just little things like that um I have an owl ornament for the holidays and like you know it's you know things like that that or like a song that you mm-hmm. love that reminds you you know of somebody and um you know just having that song be special to you and so yeah it, it's 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 just a it's neat to be able to integrate them into the into your life like that I love that we had my friend and I and actually just a bunch of my uh, high school friends had a friend that passed away Mm -hmm. Um, but we all got not matching but we all got tattoos to honor her Um, yeah I have one that's actually on my spine it was a quote that was at her funeral oh that's um but like my friend has a butterfly tattoo on the inside of her arm there's just all these great ones I've seen for her. And I think that's another one that, you know, people can really resonate with. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I it's like peace that great. transcends understanding is the quote mm-hmm. on my spine. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's just, a, that's another beautiful way to honor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
again, I, I said it already, but I love what you do. I think it's so helpful, especially, you know, to bring to light misconceptions, but also just bring a more optimistic tone to it because it is so dark sometimes. So I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the opportunity to share and talk about this with you. Was there anything that you think could be useful for listeners today to kind of take away from our chat? Yeah, um, just to remember to be gentle with yourself throughout the grief process to it really is um, sometimes one moment at a time um, mm-hmm. and then it's one day at a time and it gradually changes and shifts so it'll it'll shift and change as time passes as long as you're doing the grief work because a lot of people say time heals but that's that's not really true on its own you have to be actually doing the work of grief which is really mm-hmm. it's hard but it's worth it because you'll get to a healthier and eventually more hopeful place um, so I definitely recommend if you if someone hasn't at this point and they feel like they need a little extra support to to reach out for that help um, find someone that that um, is a specialist in the grief area and um, yeah just just treat yourself like your own best friend and really be kind to yourself because it's grief is hard but it's extremely normal mm-hmm. and it's it's something we all go through and yeah it's it's going to be different for everybody are you accepting clients? So if anyone listening, you know, they could go <laughs> check you out. <laughs> I I will probably be soon. Currently, okay. actually, um, my next project is I'm working on an online program that I'd like that I want to be able to put out there to help people um, so that they can access me online. Uh, so but yeah, in the future, I will I will mm. put it out there when I'm taking title clients again. <laughs> so yeah. I will I'll be on the lookout. I know I'm also trained in grief, but um, you know, just because, you know, with everything that you do for how much knowledge that you have, I think um, you would be a great resource for anyone dealing with grief and loss. So I'll be waiting to see your uh, website, you know, waiting to awesome. uh, refer some people. Thank you. Need so you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, any final notes, any final comments that you wanted to make? Um, I, uh, I feel like I've said probably- <laughs> probably what I came here to share. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can find more about me um, on hercreativewellness.com. Um, and my my books will be available there. And my blog and uh, you can connect with me on there too. If you want to reach out, send me an email. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an important topic. And I um, hope that this has maybe brought a little comfort to someone out there and just to know that they're not alone because grief can be so isolating. So um, just know that even though each each loss is individual and unique, um, grief in itself is something that, that you're not alone in. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you so much, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to thank you again for joining me today, being a guest on Holistic Healers Podcast, and just really helping people through probably one of the most difficult times in their lives. Um I also want to thank everyone today listening, tuning in. Um, If you are interested, I will attach all of her resources, her book, her workbook, um, her blog, her podcast, if any of you want to follow her along further. Um, As far as Holistic Healing and the Holistic Healers podcast, uh, please subscribe to this podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, follow along on my Instagram. It's at holistic underscore healing LC. 
reach out to my website. It's holistichealinglc.com or my Gmail. Uh, I do sessions for tarot readings. I do wellness sessions. Um, I can help with grief healing, um, you know, or just being a guest on the next show. I'd love to hear, you know, your experiences, what you've been through and how you're helping people um, throughout the world, throughout the country. Um, so thank you again for being here today. I appreciate everything, um, but talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you.